From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. Come on in, weary traveler. Hang your cloak on a peg. Grab a stool and come gather around the fire. There are stories to be told and you are among friends. A busy show tonight. Coming up on our panel, uh, do you remember back in March of this year, President Trump accused the Obama administration of conducting a wiretap on Trump Tower? This was during the election, of course, and the mainstream media was outraged and, and uh, ridiculed Trump, demanded that he offer up some evidence and so forth. Now it is being reported that U.S. investigators did, in fact, wiretap former Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort, and therefore indirectly they wiretapped Donald Trump under a secret court order. And uh, the government uh, snooping apparently continued into early this year, including a period when Manafort was known to talk to President Trump. Former Director of National Intelligence James Clapper, you'll recall, rejected the assertion. He said there was no such wiretap activity mounted against the president-elect as a candidate or against his campaign. And, uh, well, of course, uh, Clapper also lied to Congress under oath back in 2013 when he was asked whether the National Security Agency was collecting any type of data at all on millions of Americans. And then, of course, uh, uh, several months later, it came out, thanks to uh, Edward Snowden, that that was not the case. Uh, Secret courts granting wiretapping of political opponents, it would appear. At least on the surface, some of the, the some on the right are saying that this wiretapping scandal makes Watergate look pretty tame by comparison. Does it? Is Trump vindicated? Remember all those tweets back in March? Well, we'll find out. Uh, media scientists Nelson Thal and George Freund, host of Conspiracy Cafe, join uh, join me in mere moments. Uh, then author, researcher, Emmy Award-winning television producer, they call him Commander X. He'll join me to discuss the lost journal of, journals of Nikola Tesla. Did the man who invented the 20th century discover anti-gravity, or did he create an anti-gravity propulsion device? And was that journal stolen at the time of his death? We'll get to that conversation after the next break. Of course, we'll do our weekly remote viewing experiment, What's in the Box? And uh, we'll do the big reveal at the bottom of the hour, plus... I'll be making a a programming announcement at the bottom of the hour, or just past the bottom of the hour, so you'll want to stay tuned for that. Again, the big reveal and a programming announcement just after the bottom of the hour. Dr. John Hall, who's been with us several times, an expert on targeted individuals and electronic torture, uh, will weigh in on what's been happening in Cuba. This is a strange story. I believe it now involves dozens of primarily U.S. Embassy staff down there in Havana, uh, they have becoming, they've been coming down with strange illnesses, uh, hearing loss, memory loss. Uh, it would appear, at least on the surface, they are being targeted with some sort of directed energy weapon. And uh, we'll get to that conversation. Open lines, of course, in the first half of the second hour. We always look forward to our open line segment. Writer, photojournalist Will Hart will join us at the bottom of the next hour. He's been investigating UFOs and history's mysteries since history's mysteries <laughs> since 1968, and he'll be discuss, he'll be here to discuss ancient alien ancestors and their advanced technology. And did a, a sophisticated race of ETs seed this planet in the distant past? Uh, just before our panel, let me introduce once again the boys in the band on the Flying V Gibson guitar, Ian Robertson, 
on the Rickenbacker bass guitar, occasionally the theremin, Albert Vinzel. And, of course, on the Hammond B3, our good friend Ryan White. All right, remote viewers, let's get to our weekly remote viewing experiment. What's in the box? Here are your coordinates. Pay attention. The hidden object is hidden inside the cigar box to my left, sitting on the studio desk here at Zoomerplex, 70 Jefferson Avenue in the Liberty Village neighborhood of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Allow the, the shape, texture, color, size of the object to form in your mind, and you can tweet your answers to me, at Richard Serrett, at Richard Serrett, S-Y-R-E-T-T, and remember, you must use the hashtag TCSRemote to the remote viewer or viewers who correctly identifies the object. I'll send you some fabulous Conspiracy Show merchandise. If you're a fan of the show, why not show it off? and support our work here on the program at the same time by visiting the online merchandise store at theconspiracyshow.com. Again, that's theconspiracyshow.com. Buy a mug, a T-shirt, a hoodie, a sweatshirt, a phone case. Great phone cases for all of the different Androids and iPhones, and you can help support our work here. That's the online merch store at theconspiracyshow.com. Good luck, remote viewers. All right, to our panel we go. Uh, news broke earlier this week that uh, former Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort was the target of surveillance efforts before and after the 2016 general election. The question is, did former FBI director James Comey, former CIA director James Brennan, director of national intelligence Clapper, perhaps, some are suggesting, with President Obama's knowledge, complicity, and maybe even his direction, seek to spy on the inner workings of the Trump campaign and to indirectly wiretap presidential candidate Donald J. Trump himself? If so, is this bigger than Watergate? Is this a constitutional crisis, as some on the right are suggesting? Here to discuss is Nelson Thal, media scientist, archivist of the late Marshall McLuhan. The website is McLuhanTactics.com. Hey, Nelson, how are you, buddy? Just terrific, uh, Rich. It's great being back on with you. The show's just uh, just a delight, and everybody should uh, re-listen to them all. All right, thank you. And uh, George Freund is an independent researcher and the host of the wildly popular podcast, Conspiracy Cafe. The website is conspiracy-cafe.com. Hey, George, thanks for hanging out. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. We always uh, rock the house down. All right. So let me uh, let's let's understand what what transpired recently. We now have sources. Uh, originally, I believe they told CNN uh, that that Paul Manafort, this was Trump's former campaign chair, was uh, targeted for surveillance. Uh, whoever these authorities were, they went to these secret FISA courts uh, and they received permission to wiretap Paul Manafort. Uh, now, the question then is, well, Manafort would be talking regularly with Donald Trump, so then Trump may have been indirectly wiretapped, and then we have the Director of National Intelligence, a Clapper, denying that there was any FISA court um, uh, ruling targeting, uh, uh, and he said if, if, if there was, he would have known about it. So there's a lot going on. Let's, uh, let's try and sort this out. George, could you start? Well, by and large, these intelligence heads play with words. Everybody's surveilled. If you have any kind of modern phone, the NSA is 
has the ability, if they're not fully and completely, recording everything you say everywhere, geolocating you, turning on cameras on your phones. I know when one of my friends got one of these new phones, you see a camera on each side. It's like, okay, you can never put it down and have privacy. They can turn that on anytime. It's an intelligence bonanza. And uh, this is a whole history of the United States. I'll show you one of my favorite books. This is like the Bible of uh, history here. The J. Edgar Hoover, The Man and His Secrets by Kurt Gentry. They, they've been spying on everybody since you could put two cans with a wire in between. And uh, to, to even be so naive or take advantage of people who are so naive to say that this isn't done. You may have been accurate in saying they didn't go to a FISA court because they don't bother. They have this PRISM program that George Bush put into place after 9-11 where they just vacuum all technology, uh, you know, spoken words, the Internet, and, and copy. They were spying on Angela Merkel. I remember that scandal uh, not too long ago when Obama was president. That right. You know. Then, the, then the question, though, and to you, Nelson, is why? Okay, so you know, many of us who listen to this program or similar programs and the arenas that, that both of you uh, research uh, are obviously cognizant that you know there is no privacy. But on the surface, Nelson, it appears that. Someone in the Obama administration, perhaps even President Obama, was directing the surveillance of a political opponent. Uh, why isn't this a bigger deal than it is right now? Why aren't we? Why why aren't people saying this is bigger than Watergate? Well, it is, but um, look, everybody's spying on everybody else. And um, they're covering it up as well. And unfortunately, we've got cover-ups by murder. Uh, the murder's intense. There's more and more death lists emerging all the time. Uh, just ask uh, Elizabeth Beck, who broke down uh, during an interview. She tied the... Uh, she tied the murders of Wiesenart, Smith, Eberwein to the Clinton Foundation uh, with links to the Bushes and Cheney. On both sides of this thing, everybody was spying on everybody else. And as the cover-up goes, whether it's Mueller or whoever, um, the, the deathless mount as potential witnesses t uh, uh, disappear. Well, back in, in the 70s, uh, you know, this would have been front page news that a political opponent may have been spied on and maybe you know some the the, the counter argument is here is that if it w did go through a FISA court proceeding that would have all been legal but then the question is well who directed that uh, and why was Manafort being targeted was it his connection to some Russian bank we haven't seen any evidence come out yet we may still but I guess it's a rhetorical question, but where is the mainstream media? Where are the Bernsteins and Woodwards poking around and finding out, you know, to what extent are political opponents being spied on in the United States? Everybody's spying on everybody else, and uh, I think the public knows it, and the public's just tired of it, probably, Richard. Uh, but it's going on. It should be a very big story. But um, there's other distractions as people want to party and go from party to party to party. And uh, they're tired of the whole thing. They know everything about it. Everybody knows, as, as Leonard Cohen said in his song, I think they're tired of it. They know about it, and they just want to be left alone. They're just too harassed by other things. George Freund, this would be the second time a Clapper would appear to have perjured himself, would it not? Yeah, well, they're the paid to lie the job description of these intelligence agencies, and especially their heads or, you know, you're into the death business, the, you know, you lie, you cheat, you steal, you murder. 
uh, you know, so that's just a, a carry-on where they they just maybe pick a word to say, okay, well, we didn't use FISA, we use PRISM, or, you know, we did it under this, maybe a secret uh, rule that you don't even know about. So, in a way, he's telling the truth, but in the reality, he's still spinning uh, a story. But you look at reporters, like look at this Wall Street Journal reporter who was found dead in New York, that he was looking into Hillary Clinton and some of the connections with Russia. He was a Pulitzer Prize winning reporter, Joseph Rago. So, you know, you dig too deep, you're gone. In the old days, they had Operation Mockingbird exposed, and media got a breath of fresh air. But now I think we're under 50 tons of garbage holding it down, so they can't tell the truth. And Manafort was working with uh, a political party called the Party of Regions in the Ukraine conflict, and that's like open warfare between the West and Russia. So they're probably looking at anybody who you know might have anything good to say about Russia or look at a different perspective on the Ukraine as being an enemy of the state. All right, gentlemen, we are out of time, but thank you. George Freund, again, is the host of Conspiracy Cafe. That's conspiracy-cafe.com. Media scientist Nelson Thal, his website, McLuhanTactics.com. Thank you, gentlemen, both. Good night. Thank you, Richard. When we come back, did the great Serbian-American inventor Nikola Tesla discover anti-gravity technology? And was the journal containing those notes stolen at the time of his death? That's coming up next. In a democracy, we elect officials so we can sleep at night. So why are you up? Welcome back. Just a reminder, coming up at the bottom of the hour, the big reveal for our weekly remote viewing experiment, What's in the Box? And just a reminder, if you'd like to participate, you need to tweet your answers to me, at Richard Serrett, at Richard Serrett, S-Y-R-E-T-T. Then, of course, we have a, uh, a programming announcement coming up at the uh, the bottom of the hour as well. And just after that, towards the tail end of this hour, we'll check in with uh, Dr. John Hall, who um, is no stranger to this program, the author of uh, Guinea Pig, Technologies of Control, and A New Breed, uh, Satellite Terrorism in America. John Hall is uh, an expert on directed energy weapons and targeted individuals, and uh this story out of Cuba is fascinating. We have dozens now. I believe the last number I saw were some 31 individuals, members of the U.S. Embassy and some others, that have come down with a strange illness, hearing loss, memory loss, uh, and it appears that they may be targeted by some sort of directed energy weapon. So we'll get into that with Dr. John Hall. That's all coming up. Right now, the great inventor, Nikola Tesla, has often been credited with inventing the 20th century. Of course, without him, there'd be no AC electricity, radio, television, robotics, x-rays, radar, microwaves, on and on it goes. But he was also, it turns out, heavily into aeronautics. It has been reported that before he died, Tesla devised plans for the engine of a spaceship. He called it the anti-electromagnetic field drive, or space drive. Many of Tesla's papers mysteriously went missing, supposedly after his death at the New Yorker Hotel in New York City back in 1943. Commander X is uh, with us. He's a professional journalist with impressive credentials, probably best known for his book, The Lost Journals of Nikola Tesla. 
been featured on the History Channel. He's also written about time travel, teleportation, as well as the mysteries of the North and South Poles. The concept that our planet may be hollow and the secret life of the enigmatic explorer Admiral Richard E. Byrd. He's the editor of the online edition of the Conspiracy Journal and co-host of Exploring the Bizarre. Commander X, welcome back to the Conspiracy Show. How are you? Well, I thank you very much. And I should point out that I am not Commander X. That's that's a completely different person. Oh. But I have co-written books with Commander well, X. Well, then well, I wasn't sure. I, okay, I'll, we'll call you Tim Schwartz. My that's apologies. Right. <laughs> so, uh, Tim, thank you uh, for joining us, and my apologies for that uh, oh, no, egregious no, no, no error. Uh, uh, that, that mistake gets made a lot. All right, Tim. Now, my understanding was, and I've, I've, I've been to the New Yorker uh, Hotel, and I went up to, he had two suites that were kind of joined together, and there's a, you know, a nice commemoration there that this was uh, where Tesla spent his last days and so forth, and died, we're told, penniless, practically. But is that true, that there were papers removed from his suite at the time of his death? Oh, certainly, and it wasn't just his suite. I mean, you've been there, you know. I mean, it's not very big. Right. I mean, there's just basically two rooms there, and uh, allegedly he also had a, uh, a laboratory on the floor above uh, uh, his uh, his suite. Uh, but uh, he had uh, papers and notes and, and other material scattered all over Manhattan uh, when after he passed away. Uh, the FBI and the Office of, uh, of Alien Properties came in and took whatever they could get their hands on to. And, uh, you know, according to official FBI records, uh, they took approximately two truckloads worth of material uh, that they then uh, sent to a warehouse that Tesla already had uh, a room there with uh, another 30 or, or so barrels of, uh, of additional material. And uh, some other people said that there was probably another 80 boxes or barrels worth of material that uh, hadn't been found yet. So yes, I mean that's 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 absolutely true. But uh, probably you know they only scratched the surface on the amount of material that they actually got a hold of. No doubt. So let's talk a little bit about his anti-electromagnetic field or space drive. This is essentially anti-gravitic propulsion, correct? That's correct, yes. This was a result of experiments that Tesla had been doing for a number of years, especially uh, you know, in the early 1900s when he was researching his attempt to try to uh, create wireless electricity. Unfortunately, you know, Tesla was the victim of his current technology, so he could not take his research and experiments too far. But he was pretty well convinced that he had discovered at least one method of defeating gravity. And we can see this sort of played out, I guess, it's called the Faraday or skin effect, where the emission, the electrostatic emission from the surface of a conductor will concentrate where the surface curves or presents an edge, and so the sharper the curve, and this is what we should all point out, this technology, I guess, is sort of been built upon by Dr. Thomas Townsend Brown, correct? Yes, that's correct. All right, so... How do we know that this technology that he was talking about, or this theory, actually worked? Well, <laughs> that, yeah, that's just it. According to a number of whistleblowers throughout the years, it does work, and it has been perfected 
by military scientists, DARPA, Wright Patterson Air Force Base. You know, just uh, there's there's been a number of of, of names that has uh, surfaced with this. I mean, we can see from the research by T. Townsend Brown the direction that was being taken uh, with these experiments. And uh, in the 1950s, you know, there were a lot of articles uh, being written about how uh, gravity was. I mean, that was that was the next big step to be conquered and how we were so close and then all of a sudden it was just like a wall was dropped down all uh, uh, supposed knowledge along these lines was suppressed so probably sometime in the late 1950s to early 1960s uh, that you know gravity was probably overtaken and uh, you know the the whole idea now of using you know chemical rockets to to get into outer space is just probably you know very antiquated. Right, just window dressing to hide. Yes, exactly. So, do you believe then that? Uh, and and I remember reading about how uh, you know Boeing was uh, again they were on the cusp of of uh, you know these discoveries in anti gravitics, and as you say, then all of a sudden there was this news blackout in the late 1950s. So is it? The contention that that Tesla's journals on how to build a flying saucer effectively uh, were stolen and ended up at Boeing or or other places in the military industrial complex. It ended up within the United States industrial military complex. It also ended up in the hands of the Soviet Union as well. In 1953, Tesla's nephew had petitioned the United States government to release his material to the Tesla Museum in Belgrade, Yugoslavia. After that was done, Western scientists and journalists were not allowed to look at this material once it had made it uh, past the Iron Curtain. More than likely, the United States held on to probably as much material as they could. It seems likely, though, that something made it out of their hands, or it could be that Nazi Germany... During World War II, they had a uh, East Coast spy ring, and they managed to also get a hold of a, quite a bit of Tesla's material, which may have resulted in the alleged Nazi flying disc. Uh, the Soviet Union may have gotten a hold of the Tesla-based technology through that method after you know after they overtook Berlin. Do you then believe that, uh, for example, the Roswell UFO incident of 1947 may have been, in fact, Tesla technology? It could very well be. As time goes by, it seems less and less likely that whatever happened at Roswell, whatever crashed there, probably was not an extraterrestrial vehicle. And I think that there's some some pretty good evidence that has presented itself over the years that we're dealing with probably a man-made craft, whether or not this was an experimental vehicle that was based on seized Nazi technology, which again was based on what Tesla was working on, or as my friend Tim Beckley has uh, has postulated, that this was an actual Nazi-controlled flying disc from some other secret location, possibly uh, South America, that was uh, uh, surveilling the United States at the time. But yes, I mean, I I think that more than likely, whatever happened at Roswell was 
probably a, a man-made craft rather than extraterrestrial. Tim Schwartz is with us, uh, the author of The Lost Journals of Nikola Tesla. He's been uh, featured on the History Channel and uh, also written extensively about time travel, teleportation, the mysteries of the North and South Pole, editor of the uh, online edition of The Conspiracy Journal, and co-host of Exploring the Bazaar. Uh, the other uh, uh, area that, that Tesla was, was into was environmental energy. Mm-hmm. Um, much of that material, I'm guessing, also disappeared. Uh, yes, there uh, there are some patents that that Tesla had issued that uh, that work along in uh, what really what looks to be like a rudimentary uh, solar panel. Uh, but Tesla put it that this was something that could actually absorb cosmic rays, as he put it. And and who knows? I mean, you know, back at the time. Uh, that he issued this patent. I mean, you know, the the words, you know, solar, cosmic rays, I mean, they were just kind of like uh, tossed around. They didn't have the same exact meanings as they, as they do today. Uh, but uh, obviously Tesla was extremely interested in finding new methods to generate energy rather than burning things, you know, coal, wood, you know, uh, oil. Uh, Tesla was extremely concerned that uh, the you know the, the the continuation of the industrial revolution and having to rely on burning things rather than a, a more natural approach, say, you know, and that's one of the reasons that he built you know his generators there at Niagara Falls. I mean, this was a uh, basically a clean form of energy, and Tesla was extremely interested in uh, advancing that type of technology. Uh, this is energy from the ether, as it were. Is that the idea? Yes, yes. Uh, uh, you know, Tesla believed in what was called the ether. Uh, you know, that, that, that's a term that's kind of disappeared once uh, Einstein's uh, theory of relativity uh, took place. Uh, but now, you know, the, the idea of the ether is, is kind of coming back and uh, with the, the whole uh, possibility of, you know, dark, dark energy and, and, and dark matter. You know, there may be a place now, you know, within cosmology uh, for the ether. Uh, any attempts to, un- I mean, do you think it's ever possible to uh, to recover these lost journals? Is it possible that some of this material fell into uh, private hands, maybe some of his assistants and so forth? It's floating out there somewhere yet to be discovered? I hope so, I, and, and, and I do think so. Uh, you know, I mean, I do know that, uh, you know, people have run across this material by accident, uh, you know, buying uh, material from estate sales and things like that. Uh, but it seems like that all, as soon as knowledge gets out uh, that this material is around, it gets snapped up immediately, and then it falls back into that, you know, that, that dark hole. Uh, you know, we do know that Wright-Patterson Air Force Base got got a lot of it when they were researching uh, Tesla's idea for a a, a death beam. Uh, but for some reason, once Wright-Patterson got a hold of it, it disappeared. Uh, in the 1980s, uh, Wright-Patterson wrote the FBI wanting to know if uh, the FBI may have had uh, still had copies because they couldn't find theirs, or at least. You know, that's that's what they said. <laughs> yeah, indeed. All right, Tim, great uh, pleasure having you on. I thank you uh, so much, Tim Schwartz. Thank uh, you very much. Pleasure to be with you tonight. The book is The Lost Journals of Nikola Tesla, and also check out the online edition of the uh, Conspiracy uh, Journal. Very quickly, Tim, how do we find that? Yes, it's at www.conspiracyjournal.com. 
conspiracyjournal.com. And, of course, again, the book, The Lost Journals of Nikola Tesla. When we come back, we'll do the big reveal for our weekly remote viewing experiment and a uh, programming announcement. Stay with us. Poking holes in the darkness. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome back. Ahead, Dr. John Hall will be with us to talk about the targeting of uh, U.S. Embassy staff in Havana, Cuba. It sounds eerily familiar to regular listeners of this program. Uh, those of you who recently heard our Targeted Individuals special, Dr. John Hall is a specialist in this field, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to him about uh, whether or not they are using some sort of directed energy uh, device down in Havana. Uh, and then, at the top of the hour, of course, open lines. And then we'll be joined by Will Hart, photojournalist and a writer, Ancient Alien Ancestors, Advanced Technologies That Transformed Our World. Uh, right now, it is time for the big reveal for our weekly remote viewing experiment called What's in the Box?, and uh, let's go around the horn, first of all, before we uh, we check out the uh, the Twitter feed. All right, uh, Ian, you are up. What's in the box, my friend? I'm seeing grapes. You're green s- green grapes. Green grapes. I had some green grapes today. Oh, that's that's it. That's why you were. That's perhaps what you were <laughs> seeing. All right, and uh, Albert. Oh. Yes, there we go. Albert. Uh, I, I must say, every time you opened the box, I had a deja vu feeling. Like, that's that was on the tip of my tongue and in, in the back of the, my, my mind, and what I was going to say. But sometimes you just hold back. You, you just well, hold don't hold back, back Albert. <laughs> okay, it's, it's a guess, I'm afraid, this time again. F- a feather or something bird-like? A feather or something bird-like. Interesting. All right, over to you, uh, Ryan. You know, I, I really couldn't see anything inside the box today. Just kind of like a, a black, dense void. So unless it's something Ooh, like that's a, that's really. Uh, have you been reading Nietzsche again? Well, not no, not quite. I mean, so unless it's like a hockey puck, uh, that's about it. But other than that, just just nothingness. Okay, so we have nothingness. That is bleak. Yeah, my friend, we need to cheer you up. Some vitamin D, perhaps. Uh, all right. So Ian thinks uh, it's a cluster of green grapes. Albert uh, says it's a feather or something bird-like. And uh, Ryan, it's just a, a black void of nothingness. Mm-hmm. Yes, and but I mean, you know, there are or a hockey puck. Exactly. <laughs> something like that. All yeah. Right. No, but, you know, there are many people with great uh, sites today on Twitter here. All right. Uh, Drew sees a maple leaf maybe pressed in wax paper to commemorate the first day of fall. Russell sees a fish. Leo uh, sees a black ballpoint pen. John sees some type of spindle or axle, uh, maybe the thing you put your toilet paper on and have it roll about. All right. Larry sees a miniature football or football keychain. YY sees something metallic or silver-looking. YY was our winner last week. Yep, metallic or silver-looking, perhaps a pen or pen-like object. Mm-hmm. Daniel says a CD case. James sees a mineral. And Paul sees a child's toy, maybe a plastic animal. Oh, wow, that's interesting. That's interesting. What we have is, in fact, just in time for Halloween, perhaps, a spider, a plastic spider. That's a that would have to that's a, from the animal kingdom. That's a it plastic is a, animal. It's, yeah. it's a plastic animal. I think who was that again? Paul. Paul, congratulations! Listen, reach out to it uh, to us on uh, on Twitter, and we'll uh, we'll get your mailing address, 
And actually, better yet, go to the website if you're listening and uh, contact me through the website, strangeplanet.ca, and uh, send me your address and we will send you out some fabulous conspiracy show merchandise. And uh, if you're a fan of the show and want to show it off or you just want to help support the program, again, visit the online merch store at theconspiracyshow.com and buy a mug, a t-shirt, sweatshirt, hoodie, or a phone case. But congratulations to our remote viewer. And again, it is a plastic spider. And that was taken from the, the boy's toy box, so that is a toy animal. Wow. All right. Two in a row. Last week, YY, and today, Paul. All right, now, time for a big announcement. As you know, several months ago, we launched this uh, new format where we, we have a, a panel off the top, and we have more guests, and we have open lines at the bo- top of the uh, the second hour, and then we have a uh, another guest at the bottom of the hour. The idea was uh, just to, to um, because it's a weekly show, we only get, a, you know, once a week to address what's going on in the world, and, and especially in the last couple of years, things have been moving so quickly uh, I don't need to tell you that, uh, that we decided uh, to make the show just busier. And it was kind of ambitious. And I put a lot of this uh, on, on Albert's shoulders because he had now, instead of just having two guests, one at the top of the first hour and one at the top of the second hour, now we, we had to scramble and we had to find two panelists every week and, and uh, then a guest for the 11.15 and the 11.45 and the 12.30. A lot of work, but it was worth it. However... Uh, based on the response that I'm getting from you, the listener, via email and text and, and uh, so forth, you don't like it. You don't like the new format. And listen, that's that's fine. That's fine. But I'm, I've been getting, uh, I would say, 70% against the new format, 30% in favor of the new format. Uh, so here's what we're going to do. Uh, you know, I'm I'm a populist. And uh, if it's not working for you, then we're going to change it. We're going to change it back. So starting next week, what is that? October the, the 1st, right? Starting October the 1st, we're going back to the old format. Longer interviews. So the first hour will be with one guest. Now, I'm... Uh, I'm some, I'm sort of debating whether or not uh, we'll keep the remote viewing experiment. I know it's kind of fun, but, you know, maybe it's run its course. I'll, I'm going to reserve that and with a, de- a decision coming next week on the, uh, the remote viewing experiment. Um, but we will go back to the old format, one guest in the first hour, and primarily there will be one guest in the second hour. The second hour, the second hour is booked. We have a Maria D'Andrea, and she's an occultist. Psychic shaman author. All right. And should talk on how to eliminate stress and, and anxiety through their cult. Maria D'Andrea. All right. So there you go. Hope you're happy with that. And uh, I want to give you what you want. So starting next week, back to the old format. All right. We will uh, check in with Dr. John Hall on what's been going on down in Cuba. Very, very strange. Stay with us. Question everything. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome back. Just a reminder, just after the top of the hour, open lines for the half hour, 416 360 in the Greater Toronto Area and toll free from just about anywhere 
866-740-4740. Open lines, top of the hour, and we'll also open it up uh, to those of you who are uh, in the uh, the live chat on our YouTube channel, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. All right. The top security official at the U.S. Embassy in Havana, Cuba, is said to be among those affected by mysterious attacks that have resulted in a range of injuries. Uh, to date, at least 21 Americans associated with the embassy in Havana have experienced a host of unexplained health problems, including mild traumatic brain injury, permanent hearing loss, loss of balance, severe headaches, and brain swelling. This according to the American Foreign Service Association. CBS News has reported that the embassy's regional security officer, who is responsible for serving at the embassy's senior law enforcement and security advisor, has been scheduled to undergo medical treatment. Last week, several Republican senators expressed concern about the attacks in a letter to Secretary of State Rex Tillerson. They called on him to expel all Cuban diplomats in the U.S. if the Cuban government does not take action to remove the threats, considering also closing the American embassy in Havana. Are these embassy workers being targeted? by the same type of directed energy weaponry that we discuss on this program. The technology being used against perhaps millions of people around the world as part of some cruel experiment. Here to discuss is Dr. John Hall, the top, uh, sorry, Dr. John Hall, a medical doctor in San Antonio, the author of Guinea Pigs, Technologies of Control and a New Breed, Satellite Terrorism in America. Dr. Hall, great to speak with you again. How are you? Oh, good, Richard. Great to be with you. I, w- I would like to tell you, just before we start, uh, I am in Indiana in an Amish community with no electricity, so I am sitting outside on a cell phone or I can get a signal to do your show. So uh, if you lose me or you hear some clip-clopping of horses uh, in the background, <laughs> that's right. uh, certainly to be to be understood. So We appreciate you. Uh, hopefully the weather is, is uh, nice out there under the stars for you. So when oh, you great. when you heard about this story, I mean, did the did the 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 alarm bells start going off? Were you saying, "My gosh, this sounds eerily familiar"? Oh, certainly it did, and 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 so the alarm bells also went off when I saw the government's response. Uh, if you've noticed, the major media is only able to report what they get from the State Department uh, and what they have been able to the small amount of details they've been able to get from the victims. But if you notice, immediately uh, the media uh, kind of started downplaying this, as calling it health attacks. Uh, initially, they were calling it a possible, you know, sonic or acoustic weapon. Right. Uh, and then, and then they changed the the vernacular to health attacks because they're so deathly afraid to label it what what it is, which is directed energy and electromagnetic attacks. Um, and if you saw initially, they said that the only symptoms were ringing in the ears. And then slowly they started bringing out some of the other symptoms that people were hearing, which I had already talked to a couple of the victims, and, and they were getting the same constellation of symptoms that we see in the targeted individual community. You have talked to the, some of the victims? Yes. And uh, which, the uh, the uh, the hearing loss, the, the permanent hearing loss, uh, memory loss, severe headaches, these again are all consistent with some sort of directed energy weapon. Yeah, especially the tinnitus. Some of them were hearing voices. Some were having uh, increased heating to the body, which are, uh, I mean, the, as far as the attacks go, that's, you know, the tinnitus, hearing voices, and, and noticing that your body temperature is elevating because they're heating you up. 
uh, are some of the biggies, and we've seen that in the targeted individual community now for over a decade as these you know weapons were used for experimentation. So, uh, and I kind of figured after seeing the initial report come out that uh, it was just an irritating noise that they were hearing. That sooner or later we would see the rest of it, and sure enough, we did. You know, which included some other really serious health effects as well. Um, you know, of course, the FBI and the, the intelligence agencies are, are all still telling the media that it's, as of now, an unknown weapon system. And what's even more disconcerting is there was an author in Psychology Today even went as far as stating in his article that it's group delusional disorder and probably nothing going on with oh, these people. <laughs> which, I mean, How predictable. I he, How predictable. Yeah. I, well, and I don't know if he was paid to actually put out an apologetic article. Uh, or if he's just doing it out of ignorance. But, you know, certainly there's a bunch of victims out of that embassy that will disagree with him. Uh, and so do you have any suspicions as to what, I mean, what specific type of technology is being utilized? I mean, we, we often use that term directed energy. It's kind of an umbrella term. But I mean, what type of technology could, could pull this off? And where would it be well, located? I, 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 well, I mean, the FBI has already swept the embassy and the and the people who work there's homes, because you remember this wasn't just happening at the embassy. This was happening in the the residences that they were staying in while they worked at the embassy as well. Right. And and it even came to light that they said that even you know families within one home, one may have been victimized while the other you know in another bedroom were unvictimized. You know, which is typically what you see with targeted individuals as well, where you'll have, you know, just the husband targeted and the wife is not or vice versa. Yes. Uh, and so the, it, it's the same specific weaponry that we're seeing, which is electromagnetic based, uh, most of which is actually designed to bond with the uh, the EEG, you know, the brain waves of the brain to, you know, make you experience heating. Some of it does it through basically tricking the brain into thinking the body's being attacked or making it appear that the body's being attacked. And others of it are directed energy millimeter wave weaponry and sonic weaponry or acoustic weapons that actually do distort the end organs, you know, can make the heart beat funny, uh, can burn the skin as far as millimeter wave weapons go and things like that. And certainly the acoustic weapons can actually alter um, brain permeability and have chemical alterations that cause physiologic problems. Now you, you mentioned uh, off the top that you know the media is 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 very nervous about how they approach this story. Also, obviously, the State Department and so forth because they they don't want people. Well, you explain what is that what's at stake here if if in fact U.S. embassy officials are being targeted by a directed energy weapon. Well, for them to admit that the U.S. embassy officials are being targeted by directed energy weapons, they're going to have to admit that most of these letters and uh, information that they've received from targeted individuals being experimented on are also probably being targeted by these same weapons. And that means having to admit that the American government actually can experiment on the public non-consensually, which we all know they do uh, and have done for a number of years because there's no rules against it. Uh, and it's it's basically going to have to admit that all of these people that have been writing them letters all along are probably correct in their assumption that they're being experimented on after they've been telling them for over a decade now that they're suffering from mental illness. And they've even tried to do that with some of these uh, embassy personnel people in psychology today. Essentially, this psychologist who 
probably doesn't practice psychology but only writes articles for Psychology Today, came out saying that he doubts anything actually happened, that this is probably group delusional disorder. After one person started complaining, then other people started actually, you know, psychologically getting the symptoms and voicing the similar complaints. Problem is the complaints aren't all similar. Some people are getting just tinnitus. Some people are getting directed energy attacks. Some people are having brain injury. Some people are having memory loss. Some people are having all of the symptoms. So, I mean, it doesn't stand to reason that it would be group delusional disorder. Um, but, you know, the psychiatric world has long ignored the complaints of the targeted individuals, mainly because at the beginning of these research studies in MKUltra, all of these subprojects were headed up by psychiatrists and psychologists. So, you know, to admit that it is happening at all means that having some criminal culpability to the psychiatric and psychological establishment who started most of these research studies. Well, I think despite the attempts of uh, the, the psychology uh, discipline and mainstream media, I think this is going to, this is perhaps could be the story that sort of cracks cracks things open a little bit and in, 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 in the mainstream, you know, in the, in, in the, uh, the population's mind, you know, they'll, they'll hopefully start to connect some of these dots. And, and so this whole idea of people being targeted by governments or rogue elements within an, an agency, it may start to go mainstream. Well, and that's what I'm hoping, too, that eventually that some of these victims will be able to speak publicly. Right now they're not because they're all on gag orders. Uh, from the State Department to not talk about it. That's why you're not seeing any interviews uh, of any of the victims with media. Several of them have actually contacted me privately, and that's how, I mean, they contacted me. That's how I was able to talk to them. But if you'll notice, most of the media reports are actually quoting former CIA people or former intelligence office people, you know, as to what may be happening there or what weapons may be used. And most of them are being kind of vague about it too. They're, they're saying things like, well, it, it may be experimentation gone awry, you know, done by Russia or the Cuban government, uh, or they're saying, well, we're not really sure what this may be, and it may be some new novel weapon that we don't know about, which is complete BS, because, you know, these, this weaponry, the research started in the 50s on it with MKUltra and MK Surge and other you know, monikers that we've talked about on your show before. So they know very well what it is and that it's nothing novel and that every industrialized nation pretty much has access or has developed these types of weapons. So, you know, that part of it, you know, they're just being untruthful uh, in their reporting. Dr. Hall, got to ask you very quickly, uh, your, your book, A New Breed of... Um Satellite terrorism in America. A new breed. Satellite terrorism in America is uh, perhaps coming to a movie theater. Yeah, I mean we do have a script on it. Uh, we have shot a trailer on it, and actually are in the process of actually getting it turned into a film. Uh, I got kind of pulled into a, a Western TV series that I'm actually a part of right now. That we're kind of doing the finishing up on the shooting for that. One of the reasons I'm up here in, in Amish country is actually uh, helping some people pick up some covered wagons and horses and buggies and stuff for the Western. And as soon as that shot, we're going to be back on uh, getting targeted uh, done. And I've also been approached uh, by another network to, to do kind of an A&E style show, uh, question and answer, you know, basically about this. And that is the one good thing about what has happened to these people at the MC. Not that I don't have sympathies with 
them being attacked. But now that there are some actual government employee, employees that have been attacked, it could go mainstream. Has, John, I got. Yeah, apologies. It, I got. I got. I got to go. Newbreedmovie.com. Newbreedmovie.com. John Hall. Thank you so much. When we come back, open lines, 888-528-2557. 